Hi, I'm Doug Bennett. Welcome to my podcast, Goals Do Come True. In 2004, I wrote 11 goals in a 59p notebook and it got tucked away in the drawer. When I found it again five years later, I found that I'd completed 10 out of 11 of the goals that I'd written down. So I set myself some more challenging goals and I now find myself in a completely different financial position. So listen in to the secrets of how goals do come true. Hello everybody and thank you for joining me on this week's podcast, Goals Do Come True. And today I'm speaking to Kirk Wilkerson. He's a financial professional with Equitable Advisors and an active member of the Forest City and Western North Carolina community. He's dedicated to helping individuals and businesses build their financial futures. So we're in the same sort of game and that's how we met up. He's a qualifying member of the top of the table with the Million Dollar Roundtable, which is, you know, actually very, very sexy and very, very clever and amazing. He lives with his wife, Cindy, in Forest City, North Carolina, with their four children. There's a little bit going on as we speak at the moment in North Carolina. But, you know, let's not date this podcast by mentioning too much about what's going on there. Now, this is the thing about Kirk. In 2016, he was diagnosed with smoldering multiple myeloma. And he'll explain what that means, what effect it's had on his life. But as a consequence of that, he's been both to Mount Everest Base Camp and he has run the Boston Marathon. And both as uh, fundraisers for the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. His teams in both of these events raised more than half a million for cancer research in the US, which is quite incredible. So I'm joined by another legend that I'm pleased to have as one of my friends. So Kirk, Absolutely. Kirk, thanks for joining yes, us today. Thank you for having me. Very honored. Uh, uh, no, the honor's all ours. Right. So tell me your story and how goals have formed a part of the process to help you achieve and overcome these incredible obstacles that you've had in your life. Well, Goals have always been an important part of who I am, and I think it goes back to my upbringing. My father was in the business and was a, I had very good parents and was a very driven individual, and he sort of instilled that in each of us. I have a brother and a sister, so there's three of us. And, you know, I was an Eagle Scout in the Boy Scouts back when I was in high school. And when you take on large endeavors like that, the only way you can do that is to have a goal and then to break process down into bite-sized tidbits so that you can reach, you know, the final product. And I've carried that on in life, everything from coaching American football at the local high school on the side, which is very goal-oriented, to owning a successful practice. We've been very blessed, and certainly in our industry, there's always goals, including, you know, checking Mount Everest base camp off the bucket list with my diagnosis and then the Boston Marathon. And, you know, I think the importance of having goals is really what strives you and keeps you motivated towards moving in a direction, regardless of the endeavor. That's cool. I mean, you know, base camp, Everest, how many thousand feet was that? Because I think Kilimanjaro is just a little bit higher. But go on, show it's a little. It's a little bit higher than base camp, yeah. <laughs> Not that this is a competition at all, right, Kirk? No, not at all. (laughs) Not between you and I. That would never happen, either now or after work. (laughs) Yeah, base camp is uh, 17,600 feet. There's really a neat story because my doctor, my oncologist, who is from Pakistan originally, but he and I have become incredibly very tight friends. 
And he's the one that told me about it. He's a world-leading expert specifically in multiple myeloma, which is a blood cancer. So it's not a solid cell tumor. It's actually a cancer of the plasma cells in your bone marrow. Mine was caught actually very early through a life insurance exam. I had had no symptoms to this day. I've still had no symptoms or, or any issues, you know, but it was a, a very unique turn of events that, that kind of discovered it. And so he was participating in this fundraiser and we became close friends as I was seeing him for treatments. And he said, hey, I've got something you might be interested in. And as soon as he said Mount Everest, Yay. of course, I knew, I knew that you had already been to Kilimanjaro. <laughs> but as soon as he said Mount Everest, I said, yeah, let's go. And of course, my wife is sitting in the room and she's shaking her head thinking, what are we getting into this time? You know, but it worked out. It, it's uh, an epic opportunity. And I've always been the kind of person with goals, particularly big, audacious goals, you know, that really keep me driven. I'm 51 years of age now, you know, with COVID and everything that's been going on around the world, a lot of things have shut down and I, I'm not built like a runner, sort of a bigger guy in that regard, but recently for a local charity just decided to set a goal to do 50 miles and did a 50 mile run on my own around our town just to raise money for a local camp wow now i didn't know that about you you kept that a little bit quiet i think it might have been on social media actually yeah yeah no yeah i'm reminded of that now that's quite an achievement so yeah how long, I did. How, how long did that take you i was on my feet for 13 hours and eight minutes long enough yeah, a lot of walking, a lot of running. Naturally, when I first started the first 10 miles, it was raining cats and dogs. You know, when I first started and my wife said, you don't want to start later. And I've just reached the point in this point in life and saying, you know, excuses, you know, we're like armpits. We've all got them and they smell bad. So <laughs> I like yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to go out there and suck it up and do it. Yep. Well, suck it up, cupcake. Yep. Get on with it. No, that's cool. And so that was for a local charity. Correct. And yeah. that was about a month ago. Excellent. So what's your next one? What's next on the list for Kirk? You know, that's a good question. Somebody asked me if I was going to do 100 miles next. 50 kind of got some of that out of my system. So <laughs> Yeah, you go, you know, I've done a marathon once. 50 miles is, that's a bloody long way, you know. Right? Yeah, it was. But, you know, I don't know. I think the next phase right now is our practice our financial planning practice has really grown. We're now in three different locations in the uh, North and South Carolina area of the United States. You know, that's taking a lot of energy right now. Yeah. Currently, I'm working on my uh, chartered financial consultant designation through the American College. I've just got a class or two left. Studying at age 51 it's not much seems fun. to be the, <laughs> the large, audacious <laughs> goal right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The retention is not what it used to be. No, but that's okay. You know, there'll be something on the horizon, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I've got the three peaks coming. That's I know that Ben Nevis, Scarfell Pike, and Mount Snowden. I've got that in May for the charity that I work with, us in a bus. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be in September. It's sort of a blessing that it wasn't actually because the Welsh wouldn't let us in. So, a bit of a blessing because I haven't done much training, so I need to get going on that really. But it's a yeah. different sort of training when you're uphill and down dale. It's, and it's hard to train for that. It was just like the 50 miles, I mean, that I did. Everybody said, well, how much did you train? You can only train so much. And at some point, it becomes psychological. Yes. It's your biggest obstacle. And I think when we talk about goal setting, I think it, the same is true. I've always encouraged people, 
set a goal that you think is absolutely impossible and you'll be surprised how many times you actually will get there because the greatest weakness that we all have is between our ears and that's our own limitations. You know, you just have to, even if your goal is tremendously large and you get to 90% of the goal in running, for example, you tear a muscle or something. Well, you probably got further than it had you not set the goal to begin with. Absolutely so I, mean, right. I think that's an important life lesson. Uh, I've been, we've tried to really instill that into our four children, that same mantra. No, that's a, that's a good call. Yeah, they've got to be set big enough. There's something about, you know, aim for the moon, hit the stars mm-hmm. or something like that. I mean, you know. Right. Um, but, okay, so have you got any big stuff going on at the moment? You know, you've, you've got the business development, that's, that's something. I mean, with these sorts of goals, do you, you know, do you write them down? Is it, if you do, you're nodding your head here, which is right. really, really useful for podcasts. But, um <laughs> folks are friends okay you know we can have a little bit of bounce along the way so you're right he nodded when i said do you write them down so why is that important kirk why is writing them well you i mean you have to write your goals down because you you have to keep them in front of you there's a guy that i follow that is a sort of fangirl and i guess a little bit his name is david goggins and he is a former navy seal and runs these ultra marathons and just insane things. And I got the idea from him called the accountability mirror. And so I literally have on my mirror in my bathroom, little sticky notes with goals written on there. And some of them are more immediate and others are longer term. And a couple of them are just daily life. Be a better husband today than you were yesterday, you know, whatever it may be. And you have to have them written down. And studies have shown that if you take a goal and you write it down, and you put it somewhere that you see it, even if it's sort of subconsciously, then you are like 95% more likely to reach that goal, no matter what the goal is. I mean, it could be completing a marathon, or it could be to make, you know, $1.4 million. And, And when it's written down, you're more likely to get there. And I've learned that uh, through trial and error over the years, there's a few goals that I wrote down a handful of years ago, stuck them up behind my desk and I didn't look at them every day after about the first two weeks. Yeah. And I was looking at them probably about a week ago and surprisingly I've hit every one of them without even attempting to. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's amazing. You know, you can call it the universe or karma or whatever you want to call it. You know, I have found that people that argue with that are typically not people that have lofty goals. No. I tend to stay away from those people. That's a, it's always a good idea to, you know, surround yourself with the right kind of people. At, but, you know, this is available to everybody. That's the thing. You know, it is. If you can think and start believing in yourself, and I think that's a big problem that for so many people, so many people is like they haven't got enough belief in themselves. And, and it is something that you can develop, you know, whatever upbringing, whatever your past experiences has, you know, has bought you to where you are Mm -hmm. you know it's just the start of a new future so it you know um, people say oh it's all right for you blah it's all right for you because it works for everybody i think it really does and i think that it's important you know you mentioned upbringing and you know we all have baggage in our past you know my kids have baggage you know I'm not a perfect dad by any stretch or anything like that, you know, but I've met a lot of people that are, that have a lot of potential 
and I can see the potential in them, but the, like you said, they don't have that belief in themselves. And the first thing I try to do with people like that, you know, it could be whether I'm coaching or whatever, I try to tell them, okay, look, the way you view yourself, your self-identity is based on something else. Could be you had dysfunctional parents, you had a bad upbringing, whatever it may be. But what if they were wrong? What if they put a false narrative in you and they were wrong for whatever reason, but you have the ability and it takes some effort. You know, our brain is like a computer. You got to put good stuff in to take the garbage out. Yeah. Got to replace it. What if they were wrong? And what if you were to decide to not listen to that narrative anymore and to believe something different? What if you could see yourself through my eyes and I see all the potential and possibility And I have found that that's kind of step one. And then step two is to begin with, you know, maybe it is some smaller goals, smaller than what you and I might, you know, agree to. I mean, maybe the goal is, you know what, I'm going to get out of bed 15 minutes early every day this week so that I'm not late for work. Not one day. Well, at the end of the week, celebrate, chalk it up as a success. And then, well, now I know you can do it. Now do it every week. Yes. And build from there. Yes. And it is about, you know, try this stuff out and try it out on smaller goals. Mm -hmm. Once you've conquered those, it's like then stretch yourself a little. Right. I think because if it's too big to start with, I think uh, subconscious goes, well, you know, really, that's not going to happen. You know, certainly you've got a goal to hit a million pounds worth of income and you haven't got the skills capability client bank or anything like that you know it's nice to write that sort of thing down but it's got to be realistic along the way and start with something a little bit smaller especially if you're new to this i mean you know we're we're almost veterans right right goal setting malarkey build your faith up you're exactly right start with something but then i've also found you know like the million pounds you know people say well that can never happen yeah but what if it did yeah How cool would that be? Yeah, dream big. I mean, don't ever say, no, it's not possible. And it may take a process to get there. And part of that process is having goals and writing those goals down, you know, whether it be daily or weekly or, you know, when I write down goals, typically this time of year leading into the new year, I'll write down shorter distance goals that are going to be in the next three to six months or less. But then I'll also typically write down you know, five years from now, here's what I want to see. Yep. You know, I want to have a house at the coast. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go see Kilimanjaro, you know, whatever it may be. And it's just amazing how, and I can't stress the importance of it enough. It's amazing at writing them down, whether it's on a note card or a sticky note or whatever, almost magically creates an energy that I can't explain. It's very, very difficult to explain. And I think it's your brain sort of sees the goal, sees where you are. And subconsciously, it creates, you know, a pull mm-hmm. to it. And you also see things that you wouldn't ordinarily see. There's bits of information out there that's out there all of the time. But now all of a sudden, it's like, oh, if I do that, that will take me a little bit closer and feed it in there. Yeah, it's like it's like I've always wanted to write a book. So I used to be a former, in a, in a former life, I was a high school English teacher. And I've, I've always wanted to write a book. So now I'm starting to write a book. You know, hopefully I'll be as successful as you are and get it out there one day. 
but uh, the name of it is Seeking Alpha, Finding the Positive in Everything. Cool. I like that. And I think that that is another key component with goal setting and raising the bar is the people that I've studied over the years that are the most successful. Sure, they have bad days, but generally they're optimistic people. You know, they see the opportunity even in COVID, you know, which has basically shut the world down. It's interesting because, you know, now that we're doing Zoom meetings and all these other things that were not part of the culture a year ago, I've met advisors that are actually doing more production now that sort of things have calmed down a little bit than they did any year in the past. And it's because they're able to do these Zoom, they're becoming more efficient than in times past. And so you just have to see the positive opportunities even out of a minor setback. You know, you learn to ride a bicycle not by being successful. Hey, that sucks. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it works. Oh, we just lost you there, but he was talking about falling off a bike, which we can all do, right? Do you have me now? (laughs) Yeah, we've got you back on. We've got you back on. So um, we could speak for hours because obviously we've got loads of catching up to do. But we'll, we we'll take that off the podcast. But, you know, before I let you go, Kirk, is there one last thing that you would like to share with us? Do you think that we haven't touched on yet? Help the listeners with their goal setting or, or just give us an opportunity to find out about Kirk. Kirk is a, an enigma wrapped up in a riddle. Very, you know, I'm a pretty positive guy. I'm pretty simple and maybe some complex at the same time. I think you know, the number one thing that I've always believed is if people, two things I think are key to success in life that I've found. And these are the things that I've instilled in my children. And then now that I have two boys, one is at university and one is out on his own now. And we have become, we've always been tight, but we're like best friends now. And they still bring these things up. In life, there is only two things you can control. You can't control COVID. You can't control the election. You can't control anything. You can only control your attitude and effort. And if you master those two, 80% of the time, then you'll be very successful, no matter what the endeavor is. And I think that, you know, one of the other things is, you know, we talk about goals and things like that, but learning to think critically. And when I say critical, I don't mean in a negative way, but, Mm -hmm. you know, to Formulate your own opinions of why you believe what you believe, not based off of some commentary someone else made, but, you know, take the time and do the research if it's on a particular topic or whatever and arrive at a place where you own that belief. Yep. You know, whether it's your favorite sports team or the state of the economy, whatever it may be. You know, I just think that those two things, I think, I believe thinking critically, being a thinker, as well as staying positive while you control your attitude and effort are 90% of the battle that along with written goals. And when you write goals down, don't be afraid to have monster epic goals. I didn't write it down, but one little quick story and close about Mount Everest. I've always been mesmerized by Mount Everest and I've never known anybody who has been there. You know, my wife would fall asleep and I would watch a doc. I've seen like every documentary you can see on Mount Everest over the years, all the way back to when I was in middle school. So much so that even eight, nine years ago, one night, late at night, I just looked up online, you know, what would it cost to do an expedition to Mount Everest? I mean, who wouldn't want to do something just radically crazy? And it was radically out of my price range. 
flash forward to getting a, uh, a cancer diagnosis that you've had no symptoms, no problems with at all. And that leads to an opportunity to go see Mount Everest. And the first time I saw the mountain, you know, where you could see the peak of the mountain, I mean, I just sat there and cried and just thanked my God for giving me the opportunity to see something that I had always dreamed of. No, that's perfect. I'm going all tingly there because I do, I can feel it. It's immense. And Kirk, thank you very much for sharing that experience. Thank you. We'll close off now. We'll have some details about, you know, your charity in the show notes. So if anybody wants to chip in, then they're more than welcome to. And we'll catch up soon. But thanks again, Kirk, for uh, joining me. Thank you. Sounds good, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 